Morning, Goss, on this stunning Monday. And as much as our grand final build-up is all about the AFL grand final, we must also make mention of the Waffle grand final in a couple of weeks. And the good news is that Subiaco are into the big dance. And Bo Wardman, the coach of Subiaco, joins us. Well, that's one part of the equation taken care of. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Uh, good to be with you, Tim. Um, yeah, no, certainly... Uh, to kick off at the start of the season to have uh, made the finals was our first uh, first goal and to now be in the grand final uh, after missing out completely last year is a uh, great achievement for the for the whole club. But uh, we know there's no point making it if you're not going to win it. So we've got uh, one big job to do. Yeah, rock-solid performance against South Fremantle, although it did get a little bit uh, shaky there in that third quarter when they started to throw out a bit of a challenge. Uh, what was your mindset in the box? Yeah, we. I mean, we we knew that they were going to throw everything at us. We we addressed it at halftime that our third quarters haven't uh, haven't been strong over the last uh, three weeks. Um, I thought when Ben Sokol kicked the, f- the first goal early in the third that the boys had settled, but um, South Fremantle continued to to throw and challenge us. Um, and it was I thought the boys showed a bit of resolve towards the back end of the quarter just to to get things back in. Uh, on our terms and, and play a little bit the way we wanted to, to play. But um, we recognise South Fremantle are a, a really good club and a proud team and uh, they, they were going to have their moment in the sun and it was just about restricting the, the influence that that had um, across the game. So they were able to, to score reasonably freely in that third quarter, but uh, we were able to arrest momentum, which was good. What was the most pleasing part about the overall performance of the year so far for you, Bo? You, you seem to have blooded a lot of new names, given a lot of young men opportunities. This is not your tried and tested Subiaco team when you you have a look at the names that are in your best 22 to 25. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's the we've had a big list turnover over the last couple of years, which is which has been important. We re- we see uh, some of our senior senior players have uh, retired and moved on, um, which has given great opportunity for a number of young guys. I think we've had nine or ten debutants at league level across the season, and we had eight guys playing their first final on on Saturday. And that that was probably the most pleasing part was that those guys really stepping up, and um, it was an equal contribution across the board. And they were able to play the brand and, and style of footy that, that we've been training for all year um, and been out of implement that and um, probably recognition for, for the system through our Colts and Reserves that guys that are putting in the hard work and, and persevering then get the opportunity to play at league level and they, they can step up and adjust really quickly to that. A couple of goals from Jack Mayo. He continues. I mean, I know he's been on an AFL list, but he's been dogged by injury and you only got him back, I think, uh, round 14 this year and that was through the reserves. He hasn't played league football until round 18 and then he was back in the reserves. I mean, what's his progress like? And gee, he's, uh, to have him around uh, this team at the finals time is a real feather in his cap. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's, he's done a huge amount of work with his with his rehab. But I, don't, I don't think there's not been a day that he hasn't been in the gym or, or doing some uh, recovery work. He's worked closely with Michael Dobbin, our, our strength and conditioning, to get him up fit and firing. Um, we probably brought him back into the league side a little bit earlier than um, what was ideal just to, to see how we would go and, and to challenge him um, with that. And um, he, he learned, a, learned a little bit on, on what he needed to do and we challenged him to go and continue to work on that with the reserves. And we said, well, there's an opportunity there for you. And I think his form certainly warranted uh, selection in the league side. You've taken about 40 marks and had 20, 
21 shots at goal and really improved his repeat efforts at ground level and that was evident on um, on Saturday when he could come into the league side and having real influence around the contest for us. Do you have some difficult decisions to make? We know part of the, the being a, a senior coach is making some tough calls and you know they're tough calls that you probably don't want to make but they're also the, the upside of, a, of you know the strength of the football club. Do you have some tough calls or are you pretty comfortable with your 22? Yeah, no, it's, it's been probably a challenging couple of weeks because we, our reserves have uh, found some really good form and, and are playing really well and there's some great um, consistent contributors in there. Young Geordie Ferrone as a small forward. Um, Caden Fulgrave's just come back from injury. Jack Beverley and, and Kobe Fulgrave are knocking down the door and the young kid Matty Johnson, who's uh, mm. part of the State 19 squad and, and potentially a high draft pick, is, is really finding a lot of the ball in the reserve. So... It's probably kept the league, league guys honest in terms of what they, they've needed to do. And um, a lot of those guys will get another opportunity to, to stake their claims um, this week in the, the prelim against Claremont um, at reserves level. And um, there, there, might, there may be a couple of changes depending on um, which opposition we line up against uh, in the grand final. Are you a risk taker when it comes to coaching? Have you got a bit of Luke Beveridge in you? Uh, yeah, well, some I suppose would say we, we took a couple of risks on the weekend with a couple of guys that uh, maybe were a little bit uh, underdone or, or backing form, and, and we've we've really got to back them in um, to do that. And, and we threw a couple of different things uh, into the game on on Saturday, which which paid off, and that's, that's credit, I suppose, to the the coaching staff. Um, my assistant coaches uh, done a great job in, in prepping the boys, um, and I, I think those things uh, you sort of reflect back on and go, well, those things worked, and. It's now the challenge is to, to go, well, what, what else can we throw out over the next uh, couple of weeks to, to prepare for the grand final? I know you probably want, just want to focus on the grand final, but you've got the, the Hickmont boys have been fantastic for you, Liam and also Will. They've, uh, they rack up the footy. They work hard at their game. We know their dad's going back to Melbourne for Hawthorne. I know these boys are bigger boys. They're not teenagers or they're not uh, little boys now. Are you confident they're going to stay beyond this year or have they indicated they're going to return to Victoria? What's their, what's their future look like? Oh, yeah, I suppose firstly, uh, you mentioned their, their growth this year has, has been enormous. Um, Liam's been, been able to, to really cement his spot in the, the league side, playing alongside uh, Greg Clark and, and Marshy and uh, mm. Kitch through the midfield. thought he did a great job again on um, Schleuth on Saturday and Will continues to grow on the wing, possesses that, uh, that great speed and run and carry for us, which has been important and their early indications where they're keen to stay in Perth so um, they're well entrenched uh, over in WA which is uh, which is great, they've got jobs here and um, certainly valued members of our uh, footy club. Oh, that's good news well we'll see how that plays out after the grand final. The other name that uh, I'd like to talk to you about is, is Brandon Matera. The fact is that he's come to the football club, plays alongside Bailey. Every time I see vision of him or watch him play he, he looks like a bloke that's been around Subi for a while. I love the engagement when they come into a football club and they've come from an AFL system. They don't swan, he doesn't swan around as though, oh, you know, I've played 100 AFL games and I was a high draft pick and I was this, that and the other and, and I'm, I'm coming off the Matera name. He looks like he's really comfortable playing at Subiaco and it's, it's a real joy to see from an outsider looking in. Yeah, absolutely. That's 
as, as you said, it's always one of the risks with uh, what, what guys' motivation is when they're coming back after having such uh, stellar careers at, at AFL level. But the, the opportunity, as you said, to play with Bailey, um, he's, he's played a lot of years of, of footy without much um, final success or experience and, and playing in grand finals. And that was something that really drove him. Um, and, and since day one that, that he got to the club, he's, he's really embedded himself. He, he's brought into the culture that, that we've got and um, has been really team orientated. He's, he's taken some, some leadership uh, informal roles in, in helping to educate some of our younger players and uh, been really enthusiastic with that. Um, and the other kid that we brought across from, from Melbourne, Chatty Harris, has been outstanding for us as well, playing on the on the wing, but he's, he just brings so much energy to the group. Um, he spent a bit of time with with Richmond in their VFL side and um, I think those two guys coming in have really value-added and they're, they're probably not the, the best players every week um, that you might expect from, from imports, but they, they add so much in terms of the role and the culture around the club and that's that's what we look for first and foremost. Yep, 100% agree with that one. Uh, now, just in regards to the opposition, you've obviously from Mallow have got to get Claremont. I, I went and had a look at Claremont and West Perth yesterday. It was... Hard to watch for the first half, but when Clement certainly got going, they got going. Uh, what do you expect in the preliminary final? How much of the game will you guys as a, a whole unit take in? Will you all go down to South Rio and watch it? Yeah, no, our reserves will uh, play just before oh, yeah, the league bonus. game, which is, I suppose, a, a good uh, bonus for us that we can uh, stay there for, for that game and support the boys and then... Um, Stay on and watch the watch the league game. Uh, hopefully, it's as tight and physical as it was in the uh, in the qualifying final a couple of weeks ago. And they, they really go at it. They're they're two really good clubs. I thought Claremont were able to get their their running game going in the second half yesterday, and their, their small forwards were were able to find space. And that was probably the difference in the game in the end. Um, just some of their their running power. So and, and they're a different team at home. So going back to Fremantle Oval will, will present another challenge. And no, no doubt South Fremantle will respond from uh, the weekend and. Whichever team we face in the in the grand final is going to be certainly a formidable opponent that um, have played pretty consistent footy all year and promises to be a, a close and enthralling um, grand final and hopefully uh, a lot of your listeners uh, Tim will, will turn out to watch the stadium the week after yes. the AFL grand final. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah, I'll be there with uh, bells on. Looking forward to hosting the grand final function for the mighty Lions. Last one before we let you go, mate. Jared Schofield coming back to WA as an assistant coach with West Coast. I spoke to him on the show last week. He said he'll be booking his ticket to come back and watch the uh, the Waffle Grand Final. He still very much has an attachment to the Mighty Lions. Uh, he, he's done a lot for that football club, and I think he gets a real joy out of seeing them in, in the big Grand Final. Yeah, absolutely. He's uh, been a terrific mentor for, for me personally, uh, and what he's been able to do with the uh, the culture and the fabric of the club um, has been immense. And I know that he uh, continues to watch us very closely uh, from afar, and it's a, a, a huge pickup for, for West Coast, and mm. I think we'll have some um, significant impact uh, early with with that group of, of players and working alongside some of their um, their, their senior players and the, the new coaching staff that are going to bring in. Um, I think we'll have uh, great great impact early, and um, should see West Coast climb up the ladder. So I think that's just the the type of character and the, the intensity that he'll bring um, to that group will be great. Last one for you. Sorry, who wins the Sandover Medal from the Subiaco Football Club? Uh, well, I think uh, Lee Kitchen would probably, he's possibly going to poll the highest uh, votes for us, um, but he got suspended against yes. K- with uh, the incident with Kay Mitchell. So 
that might uh, that may cost him. Obviously, mm-hmm. Greg Clark's been the other one that's been in uh, in terrific form across the season. So hopefully, those those two poll really well. Um, and if if one of them, or obviously if Greg's lucky enough to win, it'll be a, a great reward for him and and reflection of the the team success and that what we've been able to do this year. Yeah, doing good things. Get along and see the grand final. Optus Stadium. Uh, fingers crossed it's going to uh, put on a big show over the next couple of weeks. Looking forward to it. Congratulations on making it. And uh, may the best team win whoever gets through to take on the Lions, but may they run second to the mighty Subiaco Football Club. Well, Coach, so far, Bowie, all the very best. Awesome. Appreciate your time. Thanks very much, Tim. Yeah, there's Bo Wardman, Coach of Subiaco, here on the Sporting Goss.